Welcome back to Podcast Radio. I'm Andy. I'm Joe. And uh, we realized we left some stuff behind, left behind. Mm-hmm. You know, that fits right into our rapture. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> There's a joke of the day. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we did comment on uh, the rapture and what we thought about it. and But we really didn't uh, talk about any of the scripture. You know, they, they really cobbled together a whole theology based on just a few scraps of scripture. So we're just going to comment on that. And then we had a little bit extra we thought we'd add for you uh, this week. And uh, so back to where they get a lot of their beliefs in rapture, the verses they use, we'll just read one and then we'll um, tell you how the um, ancient um, church or the first century church understood it because these these verses were written to them not to us right i thought you were going to do the whole youth church camp thing we're going to read a scripture and you tell me what it means to you oh yeah yeah <laughs> now what's a, what does that mean to, to you? you yeah that's like every bible study that's why i'm just not a, it was a small small group guy yeah it was funny because you read john eleven thirty five, the shortest verse in the bible jesus wept and 30 of us had th- 30 different opinions of what that meant <laughs> we were all confused what was yours He just cried, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to look at 1 Thessalonians. And the Lord himself will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then he who is alive and remains shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Here we see the purpose of the dead rising and our being caught up into the sky is not go away, but to meet Jesus as he is returning. He will not be taking us out of this world to stay. He will be lifting us up to participate with him in his triumphal entry and return. So this is how the um, all the uh, first century church understood it. Since, again, the best thing is always remember, try to um, understand these scriptures through the eyes of the people it was written to. Right. You know? We always try to modernize it. The locusts are uh, tomahawk helicopters, you know, and stuff like that. You know, they just co- totally go crazy. Oh, with, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of put a, t- a modern twist. Oh, on. yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't know. They've never seen a helicopter before. So the closest thing was a locust. Oh, okay. A <laughs> locust, you know, the size of my finger and a helicopter. It's big as a house. <laughs> So this is how they understood it. When the Roman legions were dispatched to go into a foreign country on a military campaign, their standards bore the letters SPQR, which is an abbreviation for Sentinus Populus Q Romulus, Romanus, which means the Senate and the people of Rome. It was understood in Rome that the conquests of the military were not simply for the politicians who govern but for all the citizens of the city. So when an army might be gone for years on a, on a campaign, but when they finally returned, the soldiers would return, lead the captives and change. Then they would camp outside the city and send in a messenger to alert the Senate and the people that the legions had returned. When that news arrived, the people began to prepare to receive the conquering heroes. When everything was ready, a trumpet was sounded, you know, which we use as do do do. Oh, everybody's being raptured. <laughs> okay, so a trumpet was sounded. With that, the citizens of the city went out to where the army was camped, 
and joined the soldiers in marching into the city. The idea was that they had participated in the triumph of their conquering army. This is exactly the language that Paul used here. He was saying that when Jesus comes back in conquering power, believers both dead and alive will be caught up in the air to meet him, not to stay up there, but to join his return in triumph, to participate in his exaltation. And of course, um, I got all that from uh, R.C. Sproul, The Works of Christ. Okay. That's a quote from him. He's way better understanding of uh, the end times than most uh, fundamentalists are. And, you know, and then I just think about other verses like two will be standing at the mill, one will be taken and one will be left, you know. Back to the song. Yeah. They're like, oh, this, they see, they they just disappeared. Uh, well, in 70 AD, when Rome came in and conquered Israel and destroyed the temple, two were at the mill. One was taken, one was left. One was killed. One was taken into captivity. They took over a million slaves into captivity. So, you know, the healthy young males and then any females that they thought were uh, good, you know, they took them into uh, slavery is what that's talking about. It's not talking about sucking them up in the air and, you know, your plane crashes in the mountain because a pilot was a Christian. So, yeah, you said we started this off with Left Behind, the whole series of movies that stem from that. I think it's, uh, what is it, Kirk Cameron that made these movies very popular. Um, Do you think that goes back to just people go down that trail because it's, traditional comfortable a fear issue what do you think it is yeah definitely a comfort theology because you're going to be rescued before any any tribulation happens Mm -hmm. you know it's how it's told and again it's radiant the this whole uh time of tribulation isn't talking about uh a worldwide thing it's a localized thing it's written to the jews and Jerusalem in particular. And it's localized in Jerusalem, and it already happened in 70 AD when uh, the temple was destroyed. You know, what did Christ say? He said, some of you standing here will not taste death until all these things take place. Okay, so did he lie? Was he a liar? Did he not return? Right, okay, I see what you're saying. Right, okay. So, no, he did return. He... um gave them a generation to repent. Christ died on the cross, the perfect sacrifice. Are you going to accept that? Or are you going to continue to uh, kill goats and sheep? You know, that right. you get to kill the, you know, use animal blood to cover your sins or the perfect makes way more sense, makes way more sense when it you does. have a holy does, yeah. and righteous, a holy and righteous God, the only thing that's going to appease his wrath is a holy, perfect sacrifice, and that's Christ. And he said, you have a generation to repent. Some of you will witness this happen. And it's really interesting when you read, um, you're reading some of the book of Enoch still? Yes. Yeah, in there talking about, um, <clears throat> or you know what? No, it's, uh, there was a, uh, not in the book of Enoch. It might have been uh, there was a um, guy that the Jews had captured, and he was a Jewish guy, and th- so they went ahead and had him um, write history. 
for them, you know, and also um, delegate when they were surrounding the city and, you know, trying to get them to, you know, open the gates, come on. Right. Um, I don't think of his name, but in there he talks about he, and he wasn't a Christ follower, but he talks about seeing chariots in the sky and, um, so, you know, some kind of, uh, light, uh, or star that looked like it was the shape of a sword and it was hanging over Jerusalem for so long. And, so and what time frame was this about? That's 70 AD, 68, 70. Wow. Okay. You know, around the time it got destroyed, like 70 AD, it was destroyed, but they, it, the city was under siege for, you know, a couple of years because they just locked it, locked themselves in and they got surrounded uh, by the Roman armies, you know, and, uh, you know, even in the New Testament it says, when you see all these things take place, you know, l flee the city, you know. Flee right. the city, go to the mountains. And so the people that were Christians did see these signs. And a weird thing happened when the Roman army came and surrounded the city. They backed off for a short period of time. And that's when a lot of Christians fled and did go to the mountains. You know, some people say Masada. You know, you've seen that on TV. Yes. You know, like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm -hmm. like, so what point of time do you think we're at now? What do you mean? Like, if this happened around 68, 70 AD, biblically back, well, it was a popular thing when I was a kid that this was all going to happen in Revelation, mm -hmm. ABC was going to happen. You know, we talked about all the part of the rapture and whatnot. Where do you think we're at in the timeline of things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's just the, uh, we're waiting for the second coming. That's it. But, you know, th and things could get progressively worse or, or not, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't think it's a, uh, well, don't do nothing because, you know, it's just going to get worse and worse. Well, not if people start changing their ways and repenting and embracing. Well, I had a friend of mine tell me that, you know, in the area we live in, we, uh, we've been having some earthquakes, little tremors. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, you know, the Bible says in the last days there'll be, you know, earthquakes in diverse places and whatnot. We're not known for having them, whatnot. That type of deal. But I thought, well, shoot, as much drilling and everything they do here, as deep as they go, they drill. You look out your window and see somebody drilling oh, for yeah. oil. I think that'd have something to do with some of that, wouldn't you think? Oh, that? yeah. Fracking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the time. Fracking frackers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then the who I was trying to think of is Josephus. So he was the Jew. Okay. Yeah. You know, you've heard of the works of Josephus. And in there, he does discuss, you know, hey, when the when they did siege the city i, I saw these ch armies in the sky and chariots and what what's so impressive about that is he wasn't a christian didn't believe in jesus he's just documenting what he saw mm. gotcha. for the roman army that's it makes it even more interesting yeah because he's it's not one-sided right he, right well he's just being neutral right at this point which yeah. Not a good thing either there for him, you mm -hmm. know, but okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So speaking of oh, being left behind and all the information we left behind, I thought we would talk a little bit about um, EMP shield. Oh, yes. Okay. Because, you know, if you didn't have one of those, you could be left behind without electricity. Um, and what's interesting is the U.S. Department of Homeland Security put out 
release recommendations for the public to protect themselves from EMPs. And that was in uh, September of 2022. And you can look that up on their website. So it's a totally legit thing. Uh, Homeland Security, all their, as far as I know, all their um, vehicles are getting EMP shields put on them. So if there is a solar flare or uh, electromagnetic pulse that's natural or something that's not natural, you know, man-made. So does this shield block? I mean, I don't know to protect the vehicle or residents, but what about the source where we get electricity from? Right, it wouldn't protect that. So, but if your house got hit and your all your your wiring got fricked up, you wouldn't want to have to redo all that. Right. So, why wouldn't the the providers and these people put this stuff around? Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, man, I uh, I have no clue. Like, it'd be nice, um, but the best thing you can do is you can get an EMP shield at EMPShield.com. We don't sell them or anything, but you can get them for your vehicles. You know, put it on yourself. It's just positive, negative, and a ground charge. And, uh, you know, if you have kids or you take care of, like, elderly people, you'd want it on at least one of your vehicles so that if something did happen, you could go pick them up uh, or take care of them, you know? Yeah. Um, I know, like, some of the FEMA stuff is, like, in the event of a national emergency, if your vehicle is running, it could be confiscated. You know, they got crazy stuff like that. So, yeah, the only reason I got one on mine is just in case, you know, I have to go pick somebody up or, you know, get somebody. Then I can just go back to my house and be where where I'm safe for now. See, that's why I want an old vehicle to have on the side that runs off just a carburetor Mm -hmm. that I can fix with duct tape and bailing wire. Something happens Mm -hmm. that the computer doesn't keep me from functioning. Right, right. Because I heard in X amount of years, here short, I want to say one to three years, uh, they won't be selling certain types of vehicles in certain states. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt it, especially California. Uh, Washington is one of them. Mm. I think 2025 is the last year they're going to do this. They'll still sell gas, but if you're grandfathered in, but no more of selling that. Mm. That's so, kind of wild. Yeah. So get a Volkswagen, you know, those, those parts are plentiful. Really? Yeah, you know, you see these people that collect like Volkswagen bugs and oh, I like, and, see, I like and the buses Beatles. and stuff like that. Yeah, see and how expensive they are. Yeah, but I'm like, you know, there's a million parts of those in every state junkyard. True. Yeah, stuff like that. Something you can work on where you can actually put your arm in there and unscrew a bolt and yeah, fix stuff. But yeah, the you so you can buy them for your vehicle at ampshield.com. Oh, cool. And right. then uh, if you want 50 bucks off, just type in Tony, because it's Tony Merkel from the confessionals. Nice. Yeah, he has a coupon set up. And there are like two, 300 bucks. And then you can get them for your house. And then if you have a generator, you can get one for your generator too for your house. So, Oh, that's cool. Then you would be the only one in the town that has electricity. <laughs> I'm sure no one would bother you after, you know, six months or a year, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's funny. Was so that this at this point though, they don't have them on the uh, providers. Yeah, right. I don't think they do. But I mean, but I think they're prepared. What it, do you think? It's telling that the 
you know, Homeland Security has them on all their vehicles. It's mandated to be on their vehicles, but, uh, you know, I don't know about the electrical grid. But you would think they put them on like uh, first responders. Well, they're not on vehicles. First, yeah, some first responders, I guess. But yeah, I mean, just think about it. Like after a week of the trash trucks not coming, you know? Yeah. What would that be like? A week of that piling up, you know, that's happened before in other countries where they just start burning stuff in a pile, you know, and then the all the chemicals and cancer things that you're cooking up and people start getting sick and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to get in trouble the other day for doing that. I had to burn stuff at the land of clearing out. Mm -hmm. I used a barrel that had yellow paint in it. Oh. And I created the largest yellow smoke bomb I've ever seen uh, in my life. Did it go, kick out? I wish. It was just a bellowing yellow. You know, little smoke bombs when you were a kid? Uh-huh. Imagine that at 55 gallons, just yellow man they're gonna come after me in a bit. <laughs> so i just kind of hit off to the corner <laughs> until it stopped but it was got it all burned up though got it all burned up yeah no but that's what they'll start doing when that happens because what are you gonna do with your trash mm -hmm. and, i mean all this stuff's gonna function your sewage everything mm -hmm. else it's gonna go it's gonna get bad real fast yeah if that if that something like that happened you know and even if it was all natural an all natural uh emp created by nature True. They would say, yeah, you, we just got EMP'd by China. You know, it doesn't matter. North Korea. North Korea, yeah, whatever. They, they would they would spin it into some kind of emergency, go to a FEMA camp, let us lock you up for your safety, do what we say, we got all the answers, you know. So. And the majority of people would listen. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're taking care of us. Show up to your nearest Walmart, and we're going to lock you in. All the schools are already prepped. Like, if your kid was left at school, you'd... They'd lock that thing down, a little FEMA camp for all your kids. Man, see, that's scary. Mm -hmm. That's you, real scary. That's why I want you to get one for your vehicle. I'll do that. Just go into a little debt for a little security. It's, it's worth, worth it, I guess, right? Yeah, and then just type in Tony, get 50 bucks off. You can put that on, slap that on yourself. We need to get a coupon for you where they people just type in Andy. <laughs> yeah, that's going to get you $0. Get $51 off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, that, yeah, we just wanted to put a little extra on that last episode because we didn't feel like we did our best uh, addressing everything and might have ended it too soon. So, um, Joe, you got anything to say? No, I don't. I, I like the, the angle you brought this because I didn't think about some of this that we left out. This is pretty important because we talked about what people may think, mm -hmm. but we left out the now what moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So please send in your suggestions, comments. Uh, we want to hear from you. Tell us how much you love Andy and what's our website, Andy, or our email? Podcast13 at gmail.com. And if you like, an episode in particular share it with someone just hit the share button and you text it to them it's on spotify and if you really like us really really like us like super lots give us a five-star review so we can we'd appreciate it yeah continue to go up in the rankings until next time Ed.